0: Welcome to Forever Exiled, a Path of Exile podcast. I'm Tarki.
1: Hooray! It's a little awkward. Thanks for taking over, Tarki. I am Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. So welcome to episode 13 of Forever Exiled. Obviously, if you haven't noticed from the title or from our awesome start to this podcast, we have a guest. We're popping our guest cherry today. (laughs) First ever. Thanks for joining us, Tarky.
0: No, I'm really honored to be the first one on. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty pumped you said yes. So um, why don't you give us an intro first to who you are? I will we'll get into a talk later about how you and I met. But uh, yeah, who are you for the odd person that doesn't know?
0: Uh, Tarki, Tarky Cat is the full channel name. I've been streaming Path of Exile on and off for seven years, basically full time for the last like four or five. And most people know me as the host of Bay Clast. Uh, which for the longest time was the only uh, Path Exile podcast. Now other people started muscling in on the territory, so I thought I'd come and uh, see what's going on, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah, you cool. put, a, put the muscle down, Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm actually just curious, where did the Tarki come from? So I tried to Google it, I tried to look it up, I thought maybe it was a word.
0: No, it, as with all terrible names, uh, I played World of Warcraft, and that was the name of my chamois for a while. And when I originally made a channel back then, Tarki was taken. And I'm like, damn, I don't know what to do. And I was like, well, cats are kind of cool. So I shoved a cat on the end of it. And that's how Tarki got happened. Um, So, yeah, but it's actually very good media training because if you want to come up with a brand name, you want a made up word and a real word because in terms of search algorithms, it's unique because there's loads of people who's like, oh, I am Sword of Truth or I don't know, like a wrecker of years or something you know terrible <laughs> like that and there's like you look it up and there's so many different variants so, so having... Tarki
1: was literally a made up word yeah it was just it was it just like okay. made up yeah, yeah that's awesome cool that's cool yeah that, that is pretty cool i w- i've always kind of been curious because i i thought maybe it was a word there was some like hindi stuff about turkey but yeah no, no
0: uh most of my early names were like take a character that i liked and then change it slightly uh, mm-hmm. So before Tarky, I was called Tiv T I V H in WoW, and that was because I used to read all the WoW books, and I re- really liked Mediv, and I thought Mediv was interesting spelling. Yep. So I took the the last three letters of Medivh and then just shoved a T on the front. I'm like, oh, I'm so
2: smart. <laughs> That's uh, so clever.
0: So, so yeah, basically, that, I I did the same thing with Tarky, but I can't remember where the like origins came from. But yeah, yeah.
2: have you read any of the Path of Exile books?
0: Um, I've read a lot of the fan stuff and I would really like to get my hands on the adventure book, which is from the top supporter pack. I haven't got the top supporter pack. Um, so maybe if someone at GGE would like to send it to me,
1: uh yeah. No, I'd love to get into that when I can. Is that adventure book um just
2: is, was that this supporter pack?
1: Yeah, this one. Yeah.
2: And then they have some of their I think they're more graphic novels that they have that are listed on their website too.
0: Yeah, they got like the comics and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Hey, you played Shammy in WoW?
0: I played everything at some point, but mostly uh, Shaman and Hunter, which is mm. awful because they both wear male, and male is the
1: ugliest armor set. Yep. Yep. Uh, Horde or Alliance?
0: Uh, I started Horde, I went Alliance at one point when the human racials were really overpowered for PvP, yep. but I've bounced backwards and forwards constantly.
1: Uh, mm. yep. You still play?
0: I played a little bit at the start of BFA, but... It got in the way of streaming i still follow it um there's a wow youtube stream called preach i don't know if you've heard of it or yep. any mm-hmm. but yeah i go to like all the PreachCon meetups i well i used to go to i haven't actually been to the last one last two last one i might maybe go for this one but yeah
1: this um, his own I, meetups
0: yeah he does it in manchester wow. so uh, he gets everyone going there then people like balula um Avertel and have go out there quite regularly and stuff What's um, the guy's
1: name? That uh, he's like a bodybuilder that that streams WoW a lot. There's
0: a couple. Uh, there's oh, like a bunch name. of like super ripped method dudes. Do you mean a
1: Bashira? Yeah, he, I I saw him in Disneyland. Oh, we we're walking cool. through Disneyland, and
2: at the time I had played WoW, and he walked past. So, so how would you uh, how you get into POE? Uh, so I played a lot of Diablo um,
0: as a kid, and oh this is such a long tangent okay so <laughs> <laughs> the way i first got into arpgs is so i was raised just by my mum, and we had a spare room and we were kind of broke so we would often have like foreign students coming and staying in rooms and stuff and we had a korean student called kim who was playing diablo and he was pretty cool and i was really i was really young i would just watch him play diablo um and i'm like this looks insane but i didn't have a computer or anything so that's maybe like Six or something or seven, I don't know. I was probably I was probably fifteen, but we'll say I was six anyway. <laughs> uh, so I was, I was 20, 22 and uh, I was watching Kim play this thing. And uh, a couple of years later, I had my own PC, and we were in PC World, which is like the computer version of Target or whatever in the UK. And I saw Lord of Destruction on the shelf, and I'm like, "That's the game! I remember that." So then I got like crazy into playing um, LOD. I played that for ages and ages and ages, and because I played a hunter in World of Warcraft and uh, Krippaira and started out making World of Warcraft videos as a hunter because he was like one of the best hunters back in the day. That's where I knew him from. So then when he started playing Path of Exile, I would just always been following his channel. And that's how I got into it. So I started playing. I think I made my count of March 2013, which was like just after the open beta. And I've just been playing ever since.
1: Did you did you watch Crip when he did that uh, crazy uh, Diablo 3, like no sleep, he yeah. did this crazy marathon end that was days. actually how I found out who he was
0: Yep. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, he's got I think it's three videos on his YouTube channel leading up to the end of days, that's what he described it, when like they all went super no life, but he talks it's one of my favorite videos, he's going through everything he's prepared in his room for this marathon, and he's got like uh, peanuts, salted, non-salted food, like fruit everywhere. Uh, he had backup power reserves. He had like multiple modems. Like it was crazy the amount of depth that he was going into. He actually re his chair as well before because he had like a really beat up old like chair from IKEA or something. So he like yeah was,
1: yeah. So that wasn't the start of Crypt, then? he had he been around, he been around so, yeah, he'd, wow been,
0: he'd been around doing yeah, he'd He'd been around, he was the, oh, I'm going to get all of this trivia wrong now. I'm pretty sure he was head of recruitment um, for one of the top guilds. I can't remember the name, but I'm pretty sure Datmods was in that guild as well. But yeah, he was a hunter. This was during Wrath of the Lich King. And uh, his guild got some of the first tries on Yogg. And um, yeah, a lot of people knew him from then, from some of his, like, his hunter guides and stuff like that. So he did all of that stuff, and then he started streaming uh, with Diablo, and that was kind of like just the the timing was just right.
1: Um, so a lot of people knew him from there. Yeah, buddy and I had been playing Poe prior to that, and then that's how I found out who he was. And then after that, he kind of got into Poe. Uh, I think it was sometime after Diablo three, mm. if I remember it correctly. Yeah. Huh. So you've been playing since? Did you play open beta?
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, March, shape, and beta. So I've been playing basically, well, in like a month's time, it'll be like seven years straight now.
1: Sweet. That's pretty awesome. So the way that you and I met, uh, you obviously were at XLCon, and everybody knows that you were at XLCon. Um, I also got to go, which was pretty cool, with my son. And, everybody also uh,
2: knows that Justin was at XLCon.
1: Well, yeah, I feel like you bring it up more than I do, but it is true. I did go, and uh, we we ran into each other. I don't remember. It was like, I think it was our first night, my Ethan and my first night Mm -hmm. there. And there was a meetup that I did not want to go to. He was bugging me too. I just wanted to stay. And, um, we ran into you and I think Noogie and then just a bunch of people. And, um, yeah, it was actually, I actually had a really good fun, good time. I think we went out two nights in a row, met up with you guys, went to a bunch of different, uh, pubs, restaurants. I don't know what you'd call them there. There weren't really bars. Yeah. Well, there was a couple, but...
0: Yeah. But the thing which was pretty funny about that, so... Uh, I started off organizing a lot of the meetups at first, and people kind of like, once they all knew each other, they kind of went and did their own thing. Um, but yeah, I remember, because your son was in the Discord, like, oh, me and my dad might come, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, and I remember seeing the two of you looking kind of tired. And you're like oh yeah we landed this morning or something i was really surprised you actually made it out that night
1: it was yeah. like five, we had arrived at 5 a.m spent the whole day just chilling in new zealand mm. got back to our place that we had rented and then he's like i see him on his phone and i'm thinking you know like, what's going on and then he says oh there's a meetup and i'm like no <laughs> it was fun and he had a blast but um yeah so it was it was cool and i think i actually i, I remember messaging you i think after the first day because uh I i don't really I didn't know a ton of the streamers. I knew who, you know, and Ethan, even Tyler had shown me videos and I've seen some of your build stuff or some of the bay I've definitely seen some of the Bay class stuff, but I didn't know a whole lot about who they all were. Mm-hmm. And I was legit impressed. I think I messaged you afterwards because it, it actually made a big uh it was a big deal to him. And then I could tell from the people who were there too, like it was you know, they they all had a really good time hanging out with you guys and the fact that you guys all made time, you know, to to talk and chill i don't remember talking a whole lot poe we talked a little bit which we're going to get into because there was one thing that cracked me up but um I, yeah it was it was cool to talk to you guys about just real life stuff like the, the stuff that happens outside of uh, outside of poe but do you have any sort of highlights from exile Con? i mean you were busy i would say you were probably one of the busiest streamers oh, with regards I, to being involved in stuff
0: i was the busiest uh uh so there were like two things which kind of made my time really hectic so i'm pretty sure me and ziggy were booked out for more things than anything else um so when it came to like the schedule we had a lot of things on i actually had like three more interviews like booked in that i was like i will die if i do all of these things so i was kind of like hey maybe this person would be really good to do this instead or whatever um but yeah it was one of those things where i didn't because GGG paid for my flights to go out there, um, and I didn't know like how tired I was going to be, or how jet lagged, and all this other stuff, I was like, I just want to stay really uh, central to where the convention's at, I don't want to travel too much, and also I-, I thought it'd be really important to do the meet-up stuff, because I feel like if someone's going to fly you out to be like a draw for the community or whatever, then you should like hang out with the community, so... Um, I, I think I took that slightly too seriously in retrospect because I was doing meetups every single night leading up to it. And I did feel slightly diseased for a couple of weeks when I got back. But no, it was it was a really cool time. And um as for highlights, just I think the things which really stood out was i was kind of worried though from bay class and you know i'm a lot better than i used to be I, I can get a bit whiny i can get a bit complainy um and that's feedback i do get quite often i was really worried though, when it came to like some of the ggg devs they'd be like oh it's that guy who always complains that what we do is trash right i was i was genuinely like really worried like oh how are they going to react to like me being there and um I was really blown away by the amount of, like, programmers. A lot of programmers watch Bay Class, but they're like, oh, I watch your stuff all the time. Mm. Um, so the devs were really cool. I think there was only, like, one person who was like, oh, it's talking. Mm, kind of. I think there was only, like, one of those kind of things. So even then, I think they were kind of joking. Um, but otherwise, just getting to meet everyone was great, and it was easily the coolest thing I've ever been involved in. Like, hands down, best thing I've ever done. So, yeah.
1: Did, I think you told me... Uh, didn't didn't one of the people that work for GGG come up to you and you love the fact that they kinda blew off Crip? <laughs> I think I remember you telling yeah, me something yeah, about that.
0: Yeah, so they snubbed Crip. Okay, so Crip is the reason why I got into Pee-Wee, but Crip is also the reason I got into streaming. So like meeting Crip has always been like a bit of an idol thing for me. And that mm-hmm. was also one of the really cool things is um I did the opening ceremony alongside Crip and Ziggy D. I've worked with Ziggy D a lot in the past. Me and Ziggy are really good friends. And that was just cool. Like, oh my God, I'll be doing like with Ziggy. But then it was like, when it's like meeting your idol kind of thing, that was like insane. So the whole like getting to meet Crip thing was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, so there was a VIP dinner thing, um, the Nightfall convention, and Crip had just arrived. Um, and Crip, Ziggy and me, we knew nothing. We had nothing prepared. And we had to like just basically... Uh, spitball for about an hour and keep people entertained. so we were kind of like "Uh oh what are we going to talk about so we made a point of going away to the side for a bit to talk amongst ourselves and um natalie if you're listening to this you're amazing but yeah natalie who works at ggg um in the support she came up for like oh can i get like a handshake can i say hello sort of thing and um ranya who's Crip's partner she's amazing she was really good that people were coming to try and like take a picture with Crip or take a picture with Ziggy and she was like no, they're busy, yes, now. And she was like, fielding a them like the this muscle. and that. That's yeah. Awesome. Um, so whenever there was like a break in our conversation, she was like, okay, now come do the thing. And if we were in the tent, she would, like, give them a minute. Um, and uh, at this point, Krip had had like four or five people like wanting a picture with Krip. So when Natalie came up, one, it was kind of funny because Rania's kind of like, no, to a GGG dev. So that was already like, just kind of amusing. Um, but then like, Krip went to put his hand out and she's like, oh no, I want to say hello to Taki. And I was like, just... Yes. Um that was good. That was really good. Um that's awesome. I think Chris might have just like put her up for it, like, hey, this will make him happy. Just like pretend no. that you like this dude, but no,
1: that was cool. Yeah. No. Did you um did that ever you know how they've been releasing the videos for Exile con and stuff? Did your guys's intro ever was it part of any of them? Because what you guys did for us being there live, your your guys's chat didn't actually kick in until uh, like maybe half an hour before the live event started yeah
0: there were a bunch of weird tech issues with our thing
1: so and
0: that was what made the fact that we did this like hour of just like open mic stuff uh, just straight up improv even crazier is we all had like noise cancelling headphones we could kind of hear but not really and then we could hear the feed of each other um but our feed didn't work probably (laughs) so we couldn't really hear each other so for the first it like we couldn't hear each other we didn't know that we were being played and then because of the setup of like where they had the streamer thing where they were recording that wasn't in the auditorium where all the announcement stuff was so if we ever said anything which got like a reaction we didn't hear about it um and that was really difficult for um rise and ziggy when they were casting the race Because they were casting this race and they're like, oh, that joke didn't land. Meanwhile, everyone's like pissing themselves at how good it was. Um, But yeah, no, our full thing is on YouTube for like the day one. It's like front and center. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, But they've started posting like every week they've been posting like specific talks. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm really looking forward to, so we did a live Bay class. That will actually, you can find that just like in the eight hour VOD, but that will be going on my YouTube channel soon. But the reason why it takes them so long, like they've been doing like one a week, and why people are like, oh, when are we gonna get the Mets and when are we gonna get this? When are we gonna get that? Blah 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 blah. Um <laughs> the reason why it takes so long for them to post thing is there's like two people who are transcribing everything, and then it needs to be oh. translated.
1: Wow. Why? Where is that, where's that transcription put? I don't think I've ever even seen it.
0: So it's one of those things of like, because they have um you know the games in all these different languages, sure. and then when they put stuff on YouTube, you have like the things for all different subtitles. So they're going through transcribing everything and then translating it so that when it goes up on YouTube, if you want it in different like wow. um subtitles, and it's insane the amount of work they've been putting into it. Are they gonna do that
1: with Bayclast?
0: They're gonna they're doing it with like everything, yeah. Um wow. so at some point. I think it's going to be the next week or two, because it's it, we're waiting until the transcribes are ready. The live Bay class we did, I mean we sent the footage, then I'll like time a release, and then I'll like post it alongside them making an announcement kind of thing. Mm.
1: And the stuff that you were involved in interview-wise, do you get access to that footage to put onto your YouTube?
0: I've been told that I can have access to all of that stuff. I've been mostly just interested in the Bay class stuff. I do want to get my hands on the um front seat Gamer, so that's a podcast hosted by ggg devs that was for me the most fun thing i've done i really really enjoyed that and the thing which is so cool about it and you'll probably get it a bit with this as well so um story nick i that's just why i call there's a few nicks but story nick he's like the host of that and um it was story nick blake Savon, me but because he hosts and because i host bay class we'd kind of be like battling to host yeah, and like yeah. we'd be like double asking questions to the other two and it's just like it was a really fun chemistry and i'm actually um trying to organize another like full collab with like the full bay class crew the full front seat gamer so it'd be like seven of us or something uh, oh my
1: god yeah should be fun it, is that coming out then at some point
0: at some point at some point yeah
1: oh, that's cool so the one thing that with regards to XLCon that still makes me laugh now is the first i think it was the first night that we hung out with you I don't remember, we were at some restaurant or whatever, we're sitting in a booth and we were just chatting about the expectation for XLCon announcements and some of the changes. I don't even know if it was specifically about what we thought might happen in XLCon. It was just things that we thought might happen in the game or future things that might come up. And as we were talking, you said, oh, uh, Chris said something about Chris... T- mentioning to, i think you said chris mentioned it to ziggy and ziggy mentioned it to you about removing sockets uh from gear and i remember when you said it and I, I i feel like i probably was like that is one of the dumbest things i've ever heard of i don't see that could ever happen and and we chatted about it for a while because we were talking about the fact that you'd lose out on currency and how do you deal with this kind. you know how does it work and then literally the like i think it was the first day where that came up right yeah, yeah it was literally during that first announcement and i remember sitting up there go- and with ethan and both of us like he knew. I well, didn't. <laughs> all right. So this
0: is. The, I felt really bad about this. So blame Ziggy, because I knew nothing, and I'd met up with uh, Ziggy, Rise, Amy, Azizara, Noogie. I don't know if I said Ziggy twice. But anyway, I met up with a bunch of people a few days before, and um, there was. We were all to be going to this waterfall, but it ended up being that me and Ziggy stayed behind, and just the four of them went off. And we were just talking. I'm like. Dude, what are we going to talk about? We've got like an hour and he we he were both he, we were both just freaking out like what are we going to talk about? We got this hour to fill. I'm like, "Do you know anything, Ziggy? Come on, like you must know something." He's like, "Dude, honestly, I don't know anything." I'm like, "You must know something." He's like, "I, I really I really don't know anything, Taki. And the thing is, is like I feel like Chris tests me sometimes because he'll tell me things and I don't know if he's trolling. Like, he'll say things that don't end up in the game or this. And I'm like, I really don't. I'm like, he must have said something to you at some point. He's like, well, years and years ago, he had this crazy idea. It's definitely not going to happen. There's no way it's this. And he wants to do something stupid. Like, he wanted to get rid of fusings or something dumb. And I'm like, that's so stupid. He's like, yeah, isn't that so dumb? <laughs> and we were talking about it. So then, like the, it, I think it was the same day, but in the evening, was when mm. this meetup thing happened. And everyone's like, yo, Taki, do you know? I'm like, I don't know. It's like, you must know something. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, well, I heard this one thing that's so (laughs) dumb and definitely not going to happen. It's definitely not this. Uh, And then they announced, I'm like, shit, did I leak this? Did I leak? Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, So there were like 15 people or whatever who kind of got like leaks, which I didn't leak anything. Uh, (laughs) That cracked
1: me up. That's awesome. That's sweet. (laughs) Well, it was fun. I think I think you I think you did really well at XOCon. It was cool watching you there. Uh, and I know just from talking to you that first night, listening to your schedule of what you were doing while you were there. Oh, and then we actually ran into you at the airport. Yeah. Leaving. And you came in and uh, we were having a having dinner or something, and you literally looked like death. Yeah. Like man. you you looked like you were just ready to I think you actually said I'm going to crawl into the bathroom and fall asleep. Like lock the door and I'm going to fall asleep because I think you were there early, right?
0: Yeah, so I, alright, okay. I've been in New Zealand for two weeks. Um, I've got Crohn's disease, boring autoimmune disease. Blah 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 blah. Every eight weeks, I have these infusions, and I always get like a bit fatigued before each one. Mm-hmm. I shuffled all my dates around, so like it was a few days after I got back, I went straight to the hospital for this infusion. And the infusion knocks out my immune system, so like my body was like a bit rough, and that was also why I didn't want to do too much traveling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but also, I was hanging out with my friend Octavian, so co-host of Baker's, and who doesn't know him, and he's a really nervous flyer, and we were flying the same day, and we also had a podcast slash interview lined up with Gazzy that morning in the same hotel that Octavian was in, so I'm like, well, I need to check out, so what I'll do is I'll check out, I'll come to your hotel, we'll store all of our bags, and so we'll do this interview together, his flight was like five hours before mine, I'll go to the airport with you. We can hang out in the airport. I'll like chill with you till you're on the gate. So you don't need to stress about anything. I get someone to hang out with easy as shouldn't be no problem. And I didn't feel that bad as the day went on. I could just like feel my soul leaving me. And um, I think I, I came and sat with you for a bit. And that was just after I dropped Octavian off at the gate for his flight. And I was getting like increasingly ill. And the problem was, and it was really fun, but I, I was expecting the like, oh hey Taki, to finish once Excelcon ended. We mm. kept bumping into people in the airport. So I'm like, mm. okay, it's fine. I'm just gonna sit down. I'll just cease to exist. Oh hey, Taki, I'm like, oh hey, dude. And I like I talked to them for like an hour and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go sit over here. Oh hey, oh hey, dude. Um so I ended up going to the loo. I did actually lock myself in the loo for half an hour. I just like had like a <laughs> moment to just like breathe, which don't breathe in toilets, it's not a good vibe. So then oh. I was like, this is awful. I came out, and then I ended up bumping into um, one of the guys I met at XCon. And his wife, and we were hanging out a bit. We actually had the same flight back, and I also, I met up with him in London like a week ago, hmm. um, because he was like, hey, I'm in London, you want to do something? Like, yeah, let's do something. Really nice guy, Mihito. Um, If you're watching this, he's pretty chill. Um, but yeah, no, it was really cool, and uh, I did literally die when I got back. It was great.
2: Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Congratulations yep. on your rebirth.
0: Yeah, it was a struggle. I don't think it was necessarily worth it, but we got there in the <laughs> end.
1: Um, well, you also like literally went out every night. I yeah. think because like, Ethan, by the third night, I was like, I'm done, I'm not going. And he went out by himself and he had a blast with you guys. But I feel like from conversations, maybe he was showing me in Discord because there was mm. the there were the group ones or whatever. Yep. It sounded like you were out literally every single night.
0: I went out every night till like four or five in the morning. The I didn't the night before the con. I was like, I'm not eating any food. I'm not having anything to drink. So that VIP dinner, I had like two roast potatoes and a slice of ham. And that was I'm like nah. And I, I I was a good boy. I went to bed early. I woke up early. Um, fun story, just briefly on this tangent. Um, I nearly got lost on the morning of the convention, and thankfully engineering eternity saved me so the hotel that Gigi put us up at was like only five minutes away from the thing but i'm one of those people who i'm quite anxious so i'll get rid of things way too early i like to get to places early i'll get there early don't need to panic so i got up early like an hour before i needed to be at the place i'm out the front door and i'm walking down the street and i bump into ee i'm like oh hey man have you just had your breakfast like "Yeah, yeah i just had my breakfast i'm just gonna walk over to the convention and i'm like oh me too and he's like no, you're not, dude. You're walking in the wrong direction. I'm like, oh, oh man. Well, I'm glad I bumped into you. So then he walked me there. So thankfully, if I'd left like five minutes earlier, five minutes later, I might have missed the entire opening ceremony. <laughs> but the thing which is quite funny about it, though, Ziggy was actually late to the thing because he did the exact same thing I did. He's like, okay, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna walk there. He got lost. He he walked in the same direction I did and took the wrong turn. So um, yeah. What was
1: the hotel you guys were staying at? Wasn't it the like? Isn't it the big one, like right by the tower? The
0: sky thingy, sky city. The, it's like
1: literally like two blocks from the center. It was
0: genuinely like right <laughs> around the corner.
1: Um, That's awesome. It,
0: the thing which was good about it, though, is um, it has this massive tower thing where you can see the entire um, skyline of Auckland right next to our hotel. So we could always mm-hmm. find a hotel because you're like, oh, where's sure. the hotel? Point up to the massive we'll thing.
2: Did the,
1: you go up it?
0: Yeah, we did go up it, the problem was Pretty is the cool. convention center didn't have a massive tower next to it. No it didn't. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, where's the convention center? Look up, well there's not a thing, so... Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It was um, definitely the coolest thing I've ever done, and uh, it's something I would do in a heartbeat again. So I'm hoping that when the next Exocon eventually does happen, they're like, hey Taki! You did such an awful job the first time. You're definitely never doing that again. But no, I would hope they'd be like, "Hey, Taki, you did such an amazing job. Please do more." Oh,
1: I think you. I think you actually did really well. Yeah, I,
0: I hope so. I hope so. Yeah.
1: I haven't watched too much of the like we've we've been covering some of the videos that they did, but um, I haven't seen any of your guys' stuff. I hope they. I don't know if they've released it or if they're going to release it or what. Um, you guys did interviews with people, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So most of our interviews can be found just in the full days like they upload a the full eight hour days so you can find it yeah. in there their priority for like the standalone videos is the stuff that didn't make it on that so yeah. as i could be wrong but i believe what their plan is is that once they eventually get all the individual stuff which wasn't streamed out they might then do the stream stuff but i mm. wouldn't be surprised if the workload's so big they're just like and if you want to check out the full mod you know
1: It's just, I feel like it's also just content that they can just pull for the next like year.
0: Yeah, easily, easily.
2: It's Um, it's the reason PoE 2 is coming out in 2021, just so they can get all the videos out first. It's already ready. So uh, have you been, um, you're kind of a celebrity in PoE land. Was this, well, kind of is, I know it might be weird to, you know, but was this the first time when you went to XLCon, was that the first time it kind of happened off screen or where you live? Are you kind of recognized for what you do with Bay Clast and your broadcasting?
0: Um so I've been recognized a few times before, but they're generally at conventions and like meetups and stuff. So um the first time I ever got like uh recognized by a viewer was at PreachCon. It was the first ever Preach Con. And um I was really tired, as I often am in most of these stories. It was like six in the morning. The event it was starting at seven or eight. I was staying in like a travel lodge, which is a like a trashy kind of chain they're all right anyway and there was a mcdonald's opposite where the convention center was i'm like i'm just gonna go get a breakfast i'm tired whatever i get my breakfast i sit down and there are these two dudes just eyeballing me from across the thing and um one of them must work out yeah one of them's got like this like really punk vibe about him like he's got this mohawk he's got this biker jacket on and he just like was proper eyeballing i'm like why is this guy having a go at me dude i cannot be bothered (laughs) with this and they shouted something at me and I didn't hear it. I, cause I was just, I was still wake up. I just told them to fuck off and I walked away. Um, so then I it was like, that was really weird. Um, and in my defense, I'd gotten some shit from some random dudes the night before. So I was kind of on the like, Manchester, people are having a pop at me. Okay. This is what's going on. <laughs> Fine. This is what's going on. All right. So then I, um, I head over to this, uh, this hotel where this event's happening. And I, I realized these two dudes are there. And I'm like, oh, maybe they were like, are you hear for the WoW thing? And I just didn't hear them. I told them. And I'm like, oh, this is awkward. So there was a bit where we had to line up something. And then I had one of them talk about Path of Exile. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I just like, hey, hey, dude, like, P.O.E.'s like, yeah. I said, hey, Taki, you told me to fuck off. I'm like, yeah, no, my bad. And then I explained like, what had happened. And he's actually a really close friend of mine now. And I've met up with him a lot of times since then. So that was the first time I ever recognized. <laughs> but yeah, so it's happened a <laughs> few times at like meetups like that. And then at TwitchCon. Um, but not too much outside of that. I've been recognized once by this was just like out and about in London. It was a mum and her son in a park, and uh, the mum was like, I don't know, late 40s, early 50s, and the kid was maybe like 14 or 15 or something. And she came up to me like, "Oh, you do YouTube, right?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's sweet." Like the son's too embarrassed. The sun's Sure. And, you yeah. Uh, know, yeah, she watched my stuff, the, the kid had no idea how I was. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but I should expect that because like my analytics, I know that you can't trust analytics, people lie about their age whenever whatever on YouTube. I have more viewers over the age of 50 than I do under the age of 18 uh, hmm. on YouTube and stuff. Uh, P- well, uh, cool. Yeah, go on, sorry.
1: I was just going to say, with POE in general, I feel like the age is probably a little yeah. bit higher anyway.
0: Poe, um. Rates pretty high in terms of age, and then also in terms of like the kind of content I produce. Like I don't edit my videos; I ramble way too much. So you've got to have a certain level of attention span to sit through it. Um, I don't think I like do enough flashy explosions for the cool kids. Like the Fortnite crowd missed me. Like I, I would not work as a Fortnite streamer.
2: Um, yeah, that's awesome. So in your Bay class, yeah, I, I I watch your Bay Class and and some of your broadcasts as well, and I think you do a very good job um you're you're very good at controlling everybody in your bay class and you're very professional um in your broadcast just your personal twitch you're a lot more open about what you do where you're going like your previous one you said hey you know i'm going to be doing this a little bit later i'm going to go out with some of my buds now and you're, you're a lot more open about your personal life um for those of you for those that only watch bay class and don't see your broadcast what um what kind of things do you enjoy doing outside of poe land you like cats or at least one
0: uh just briefly before i answer that it's actually one thing which is quite funny is that there are people who only watch my youtube content and they really dislike streaming <laughs> because like yo this guy's too relaxed this is awful they like hmm. the more like uh presented version but anyway um so outside of streaming um i volunteer an animal shelter once a week that's like i really enjoy um and i work only with cats but we do also have dogs at the shelter i also just for the record, I think dogs are really cool as well. People always ask, like, "Oh, do you hate dogs?" I and mean, dogs, are, dogs are nice. <laughs> uh, my best friend um, has a dog, and whenever we meet up, it's just the two of us walking his dog in the park. But yeah, I do a lot of walking. I'm like really into walking. I try and walk uh, most nights if I can. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Music, way too much into clothes, which like I really can't afford. Um, yeah, I don't know. Walking, music, clothes, talking, internet on the rubbish. No. Yeah, talking instead <laughs> on the rubbish, that's the one,
1: yeah. When, yeah. We, when we met up, and I've heard you talk about it before, and I think I saw it on one of your info things, you talked about the whole fashion thing, and I remember us actually chatting about it, because it, you kind of grew up in it, and yeah. it was a big thing that your mom had done. Is that, um, is that still like a, is that just a for fun thing? Is that something that you might look into long term, or is that, what uh, is it about fashion that gets you?
0: So, yeah, I guess I probably should mention that. So, my mom owned a clothes store, in a very trendy part of London. And she was like single mom. She had it for a couple of years. She had to give her eventually because she couldn't manage the store and me. But I basically grew up in the basement of the clothes store, just surrounded by stock. And uh, my grandparents uh, worked with reupholstering furniture. So there was always just like loads of like random fabric and stuff around. I was like helping with stuff on that side. So I kind of like just grew up around it. So it was something that I was always like kind of aware of, but I didn't really care about it until I was like maybe 16, 17. And I like really got an eye for it. Um, It was weird. It was kind of like when I was trying to date hot indie girls, it turns out being into how you approach, you know, and looking with clothes, it turns out that helps a little bit. So maybe that was the (laughs) the reason I got back into it. But anyway, um, so, yeah, it's just something I got really into. And then ever since then, it's like, I just like care way too much about. But um, I would actually really enjoy being a personal shopper. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And I did actually get to do a little bit of personal shopping for Ziggy and Noogie. Uh, when I was in New Zealand, which was really funny. Sweet. So it was one of those things of I'd overly planned out everything that I was packing, and I think because I overly planned out everything that I was packing, I freaked out some of the other streamers a bit, because like, this guy's taking this way too seriously. <laughs> Maybe this is something I should have thought about. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of fun like going to random stores. and I, It was quite weird for the people in the stores, because like, weren't you here yesterday with another dude? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> So I don't know what they thought was going on, but uh, no, it's something that I do really awesome. enjoy.
1: Awesome. I think I remember you mentioning that too when we were chatting and I was laughing, hoping that you had dressed them the same.
0: Yeah. That would have been, in, in the would back of my head, everything. I was hoping you would. It would have been, yeah.
2: Because I mean, once they're there, they can't change. That's awesome. So you mentioned uh, you're you're big in a while and yeah. there was that other, oh, what was it? Was it LOD that you mentioned previously?
0: Yeah. Uh, Lord of Destruction, the uh, Diablo yeah expansion. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, what I mean, you obviously play a lot of Path of Exile. Are there games that you really like as much as Path of Exile? Or are there games that while you're playing PoE, you feel bad for not playing? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I love Dark Souls, uh, Dragon's Dogma. I love those. So I'm always thinking about them while I'm playing PoE. But I always play PoE instead.
0: So my main games growing up, and this will kind of explain why I just play so much PoE, was... Diablo, RuneScape, World of Warcraft. I like games you can like, this is my game. Um, I was never really someone who was always going out and buying things. Like, I had consoles as a kid, and I would look like, oh, Halo's the best game ever made. Ugh. You know, and all that rubbish. Um, but very <laughs> quickly, I was like, PC Master Race, like, this is my jam. And I, I really like games that you can just like dedicate yourself to. The problem is, if you're that kind of a person, you can't play like all of them at the same time. So I'll right. like I'll play WoW when a new expansion comes out and I'll play it for like a month and I'm like okay I need to stop doing this now like it's getting in the way of my other things. Um, there's a few games I've been wanting to play this league uh, particularly, but I've been having so much fun with it and because I'm streaming, I'm like I'm only playing P.O.E. I'm uh, pretty big into Pokemon and uh, Temtem, which is like I call it the Path of Exile of Pokemon. Um, is basically they were like, hey, Game Freak isn't making Pokemon good screw you we're gonna make our own pokemon it's basically a complete clone but just better and it really is just what Path of did with diablo like okay they're not making the next diablo we're gonna make the next diablo Um, and that looks Mm -hmm. really good and i really want to play it and a bunch of my viewers have been playing it i still haven't got into outer world which is like i've been really wanting to play um but these days i really enjoy a very linear story driven rpg Um, because it's one of those things where i generally prefer rpgs to other games but if it's too open, I just don't have the time to play it with Path of Exile. So, like a super straight down, like, I don't know, uh, Spider Man or like God of War on the PlayStation. Like, there's some collectible stuff, but it's pretty just like Star Ace, you know, point A, point B. That kind of stuff I adore. Um, and I just really like a good story in a video games. So that's like my main kind of vibe.
1: Do you stream other games besides PoE?
0: Not really. Uh... Risk of Rain 2, I've streamed a bit of. Um, and that's quite fun, because when I play it, I'll play with like Octavian quite a lot. Um, but yeah, wee viewers, they only care about PeeWee. When I stream other games, I'm like, oh, you went from two viewers to one viewer. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, I try not to stream other games too much. Um, I did do a very fun God of War stream. I enjoyed it. I don't think my viewers enjoyed it very much. So what I did is I... I streamed me in my hideout looking at my stash, but I had my, (laughs) like, you know, this is good just from the, okay. So it's me in my hideout looking at my stash, right?
1: Yeah.
0: On my second monitor, I'd plugged into my PlayStation, I put a mirror behind me and I was playing God of War.
1: Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Um,
0: So you could see the God of War in the reflection, but I was in the PUE section. Every now and again, I'd like, I'd change through the tabs. Um, I also did that. I did the same thing again when the place when PE came out on PlayStation. That like was like the beta or something. I was streaming uh Red Dead Redemption Two, but only the audio over <laughs> me again in my hideout. I've got like a very self-destructive streak, and I find my jokes way funnier than other people do. So stuff like <laughs> that to me is great. Like eight hours of just like messing with my chat. I love.
1: That's awesome.
0: <laughs> the problem with that is, though, is there'll be someone like, "Oh, Taki I think I saw that guy at on He seemed he seemed very smart. I like what he had to say." And they go into my stream. And it's just like, "Oh, he's a complete <laughs> idiot. Never mind. I'm never <laughs> watching this guy ever again." Um, yeah. That's
1: awesome. That is sweet. So, I want to chat with you a little bit about Bay Class because obviously it's something that Tyler's watched a ton. I've watched a bit, um, and it's obviously a pretty big deal. People love it. I know you get bugged a lot about. When's the next one? When's the next one? So how did it start? How did you? How did like? What was the idea that came? What brought that up?
0: When would have this been? This would have been sort of around prenus league. Um, so way back prenus is when the sentences first came out. Um, for anyone who's like can't remember like what was happening back then, state of exile was still a thing. Um, that was Ziggy Zeno and Pox. I used to regularly have guests on, and me and Rise were guests. So it was like my first like. Break in the PvE section, so to speak, on State of Exile, and uh, I was really surprised that me and Rise agreed on a lot of points. That was our first real interaction together. I'd watched his stream before in the past; we'd never like spoken. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And um, the issue that I had with a lot of content back then is that a lot of content was way too formal. And even though State of Exile was a great podcast and I loved it, it it was again too professional. And I like the more rambly, going on super tangents, messing about, like not taking itself too seriously kind of thing. And I was good friends with um, It's Yoji. And I was talking to him a lot. And I'm like, oh, I I really wish there was something like that, but just like more laid back. And he's like, dude, same. I really like doing podcasts. All the podcasts are just a bit too formal for my liking. So we talked about making our own podcast. And we actually did record an episode of our own podcast, just the two of us, just like um, talking rubbish. And the it had a stupid idea. So the idea was it would be like breakfast with Taki and Yoji. <laughs> and we both got a meal, green screened ourselves, and the idea was that in post, I would then like green screen us at Put a together. kitchen table. So it'd be us just talking <laughs> over breakfast. And um, we had a really lame joke where I had a jug of orange juice on my cam. He had a glass on his cam and I would like pour him a glass of orange. It was like really bad sleight of hand. Like, (laughs) it It was awful, but like, I I found it hilarious anyway. So, we recorded this thing and this was at the, this happened around about mid Prophecy and Prophecy was a terrible league. I hated that league anyway. And there was a big meetup, um, Pee Wee meetup happening in Berlin, like right afterwards. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll get around to editing this. It'll come out in a couple of weeks. So we're in Berlin. I got really ill in Berlin. Um, I ended up taking a massive break from streaming and I never actually posted that thing that we recorded. But while I was in Berlin, I was talking to Ryze as he was there. I'm like, hey, dude, like, I'm planning out this podcast thing with Yoji. I'd be great to have you involved. Like, I had a lot of fun with you on State of Exile. Like, you should do it. And he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? He said to me since then that back then he thought like I was going to quit the section. He was like, this is never going to happen. I'm just going to say yes just to shut him up. Like, he was like, there's no way this thing's going to happen. But anyway, and um, I did actually quit the league for a bit because I was really ill and I came back in Essence. No, I skipped Essence. I came back in Breach. Um, and I'm like, hey, so that podcast, he's like,
1: oh, shit, but
0: sorry, this podcast I agree to? Damn. Um, and yeah, that's how it started. And
1: um, <laughs> it was the three of you.
0: The original lineup was um, uh, Rise, Yoji, Ziggy, and Cute Dog. Um, and it was a weird lineup because I never expected half of them to stay on for more than one episode. Um, because again, it was one of those things of, I still wasn't that confident in myself in like the scene, like people kind of knew who I was, but not really. And I'm like, well, Yoji at that time, he kind of quit streaming Path of Exile. He was becoming like a real person. He had a proper job. He met this new girl. Things were going great for him. So we're kind of like, well, he's Crazy. quitting this. Yeah, no, I, I'm weird. Right. But anyway. So he was like, Oh, I might do like an episode or two. And Ziggy's really busy and Ziggy's amazing. Like, There's no way Ziggy's going to hang out with me more than once. And I'm pretty sure Ryze thinks I'm an idiot. And, you know, so like, I was like, There's no way we're going to have more than one episode. But we kept having more and more episodes and the lineups changed over time. But um, I'm really happy where we are now with Ryze, Noogie, and Octavian. And uh, we try and get the OGs back on and we can. But yeah, it's it a lot of fun.
2: You do well. You do well.
1: Yeah, they're a lot of fun. They're good. I, the one thing i've kind of laughed with tyler just with us doing this it's really easy for two people you know we both have kids and family and so we're both busy so it's really easy for two of us to be like all right we're gonna meet up on this day this time and do it and i was laughing with him about the idea of us having guests that now you're throwing in a third person to schedule around and as you and i were chatting on discord and trying to figure out you know a time that would work in my head i was thinking jesus how the hell does he do Bay Class? Like, how would you organize? Like, you guys all. I mean, I remember talking to you when we were um, at XLCon just about your streaming schedules and the amount of time you guys put into what you do. Mm. I have no clue how you actually manage to put together because it's five people essentially, sometimes more.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we have a core lineup of four that we regularly bring guests on. So we had like right after that one we had a seven person episode, I think, because uh, we had Azuzara, Rise QT. Niggy, Octavian, Ziggy, Amy, me. Yeah, seven. So the reason I get asked a lot, like, hey, when's the next episode? We're meant to have an episode every two weeks. We have it every two weeks for a bit, then it gets really loose and sloppy. So at the sure. moment, the reason we haven't had an episode for like three weeks or something, Niggy went on a skiing holiday and he'd, to, in his defense, he mentioned it. He was like, oh, I'm going skiing at one point. But like, no, <laughs> one, no one put it in a calendar. It was like, I'm like, at some point he's going away. So I'm like, hey, are we good for an episode this Saturday? He's like, no i i don't exist like i could do sunday i'm like okay yeah sunday works And i was like oh yeah no i'm going away from like the fourth to the 12th and then the 16th to the 24th and i'm like (laughs) right okay yeah sure so i'll work that out um and uh i'm like it's fine i'll i'll get a guest in that'll be easy i'll get a guest i'll just sub one person out and i want to do an episode with carve all about the atlas because carve is a genius and he knows how the atlas works i'm like hey carve um i really want to do an atlas Studios, uh bay class He's like yeah i'd love to do an atlas bay class uh we should wait until next league though because we want to see what changes and i've already put my feedback out so we should wait a bit and i'm like oh okay yeah yeah we can we can wait a bit and i'm like shit uh fuck uh so i'm like okay we'll, we'll organize something else and i i had um the front seat gamer thing that i've been trying to organize I'm like, oh, I'll see if maybe we could get them in it'd be a bit easier to organize if we don't have our full life i'm like yeah we definitely want to do it so we'll do it in like a few weeks so i'm like yeah a few weeks damn yeah we can, do a, we can do a couple of weeks that won't be any problem and then i'm talking to chris about the next league because we do like dev episodes for the next league and stuff and he's like yeah yeah so we'll do that in a couple of weeks so I, basically i've gone from having no episodes to maybe like four episodes in one weekend so i, I don't yeah, know you have
1: a really busy week
0: yeah it's gonna up. be a very busy saturday because I, I nearly nearly always do them all on saturdays so i don't know how i'm gonna work that out but
2: that's awesome wow good for you are you all different time zones like your regular host
0: yeah so i'm in the uk uh then rises in poland which i believe is two hours ahead of me noogie's in denmark which is the same as poland and then octavian is in boston so he's way behind us and then when we get ziggy on he's like way in the future so it's, it's always one of those things of someone's waking up at the wrong time someone hasn't had enough
2: sleep um, no, robots in the future they're like long too
0: yeah we talk way too much we do like two three ep- hour episodes it's terrible that's
2: um, perfect you gotta when you get together you gotta make it work yeah, yeah. do you have uh kind of more on the path of exile now is there like a, a favorite league that you just keep thinking about or referring to and or maybe like the worst league like is there, are there any two that specifically stand out on either side of the spectrum
0: uh, worst League prophecy. I hated prophecy. Um, it particularly stands out to me because I got like super burnt out, and I took like a break from streaming. And I'd like I'd gotten like really good um, build up in horrendous. I'm like, hey, I'm back because I'd streamed in beta, I'm like, I finished my degree. I'm, like, I'm back, guys. I've got some viewers. I'm gone. Bye bye. So Yeah, no prophecy really stands out as the worst. Hmm. And then as for the best, I kind of want to say Metamorph. Metamorph has had really crazy retention. Um, It's doing very well. Um, Before Metamorph, I would have said something like Bestry, Not because I necessarily liked it as a mechanic, but I really liked the potential it had. I felt like this is that just 2.0. Before that, I would have said like Beyond or something.
2: Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on Metamorph.
1: It is a really good league. It's nice to finally have something that stands out this much. Mm. I've never played a league this long. It's great. No,
2: no, yeah. For a very
1: long time. So that's cool. So I there was something I was looking through. I don't know how big you are into your Patreon, but I was looking at your pledge levels.
0: Right. Yeah. I purposely let you keep this into the topic. Sorry, I'll see the question. Go on.
1: (laughs) All right, I'm gonna ask the question first (laughs) and then you throw it where you (laughs) want to throw out. But one of the pledge levels, they're literally the only reason I bring it up is because it makes me laugh at Tyler and I'm curious what the reason was. But you have a thing on there where I think it's if somebody pledges a certain amount that you will You'll, I, I don't know if the, it, it was that they could have input into a build you play or something, but yeah. there was something in there that said, I don't even remember if it was capitals, but no elemental hit and ranged totems, which is literally Tyler's build, <laughs> this this league he started with.
0: That. Right, so to give you, the reason why I let you keep that in topics, and for anyway's like, what do you mean topics? I got sent like a list of, but you're right with these as kind of rough topics. Mm-hmm. My Patreon is from Perendus. So it's, like, oh, so it's been around for a while. It's been around for ages. And I lost access to it then, oh. like two, three years ago. I haven't had access. It's been, it's been like three or three, I haven't had access to my Patreon. I've only got like, it's like $4 a month is currently on my Patreon or something crazy. I've yep. been trying to get access back to it. And for whatever reason, my emails aren't attached to my Patreon, but I'm on a mailing list. So I get like, welcome to your Patreon newsletter. It's so weird. I can't log in. With any of my emails and I message their support like, hey, I actually would like to use my Patreon. I need to update it. Like I, I want to use it. If I make a sure. new one, it'll be really confusing. Cause if someone searched Tarki Cat, there'd be two different ones two, there. Yeah. Um, so like I wanna like work this out and update the page because it's just been dead for like four years or something crazy. Mm-hmm. And I've been putting off updating this thing for months. And it was literally last weekend, I'm like, okay, I've got all my new assets, I've worked out how I want to do it, this is going to be the time I'm going to sit down. I had a lot of a couple of hours, and I just couldn't get through to anyone or anything. And now every now and again, I get an email like, our support team is really busy. Do you still need assistance? Yes. We will get back to you in a couple of days, and a week goes by. Do you still need us? Yes, help, please. Wow. So yeah, it sucks, because I I would like to have a Patreon, but uh, yeah.
1: (laughs) So hopefully, I mean, I, I would assume that you'd be able to get access. Hopefully, back to it.
0: Hopefully, otherwise, I'm just gonna have to make a new one and be like, "This is the real turkey, not yeah. that turkey," yeah, which is right. also yeah. The me, real
2: turkey. Kid, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, bringing down on that celebrity status, your your new Twitter gonna be the real turkey because everyone's trying to be like you. I just, I just love the fact that you called out
1: how crappy Elemental Hit is.
0: Well, that <laughs> no, really good now, but back then, like that was before the rework. Um, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: oh yeah. it just made me laugh i instantly thought of tyler just because he had a, a build that died this league with my Elemental build was Hit fantastic and, uh...
2: it's ggg's fault that it doesn't work no. yeah <laughs> no, was... it
1: was ballistas though
2: right yeah it was, yeah, it was total yeah ballistas. that's awesome are there any um mechanics or builds that you can't play anymore because the games change so much that you really miss like for example one for me was i loved it when war cries could be triggerable and it was mm. fun to revolve around having a war cry that would constantly give you adjourn charts or whatever is there any mechanics or builds that you really miss that just the games progress too far and it can't exist anymore
0: i really miss the old way that traps work i still play a lot of trap builds i even put out a video recently like this is what i would do to like fix or improve traps or whatever yeah Back in the beta, my favorite build, and probably my favorite build of all time in Path of Exile, was Detonate Dead. Detonate Dead used to be like super OP, prolif, like one-shot carrying like full-man parties. And the way that most of those builds used to play is they would have four fire traps, because you'd have multiple of the same traps, and they had uh, cooldowns and charges. So you'd have like four of them, so you could rotate between the fire traps. You do that to kill one mob, then you press Detonate Dead, whole screen explodes, and it was great, and I love that. Um, then in incursion they reworked traps and they removed the whole charge system um, which made them a lot better but they lost a lot of that kind of like uniqueness um, because they were the original skill which had any kind of charges like before flame dash or anything so now I really hope that you might bring that back at some point Um, but otherwise like old school mechanics I kind of miss there's a couple of abilities like I I kind of miss old incinerate old shotgunning on like freeze pulse Mm mm-hmm yeah I don't know stuff like that
1: I was listening to your stream a couple of days ago and I think I just had the audio playing while I was working and so I was listening to it but the sound have you played okay I know you're huge into traps mm. this league is it explosive
0: yeah the, I played right explosive now? trap quite recently
1: yeah uh, the sound was incredible like so I was hearing you play and I'm obviously listening to stuff but this I there's something about the sound of traps throwing in that game, that is, it just sounds so good. It really, like the sound that they use for the sound of, a, of traps being thrown out, it, I don't know what the word is, but it just sounds really good. And then combine that with the like screen exploding yeah, yeah, all great. over the place. Yeah, it just sounds awesome.
0: No, it's that's one thing that I, I think they did very well. The only one which is a bit rough is the lightning trap. The default lightning trap sound is like mm, a bit yikes on the ears, but the MTX sounds and looks brilliant but mm-hmm. no, traps are visually one of the most satisfying because you if anyone who's never played traps before you link them to stuff like class traps so you throw multiple at once so you're always getting like very big like explosions and you often like prelay like 20 traps on a boss and like get 20 things going off at once they've got really good sound design put into them um, so back at uni I did a bunch of film stuff and I was really into sound and like folly work so that's one thing that I really appreciate when, when the sound of a skill is just right and you're like Mm-hmm. That's my jam. That's a big yep. reason why I often go back to those certain builds. Like there's just something about the way they feel. is like oh, really hearty and like, like.
1: Yeah, listening to you play made me want to play traps, and I had nothing. I didn't even know what you were playing. I wasn't exactly sure what the build was, but the sound of traps, I was like, oh, I miss that sound. I really should start playing traps because it just sounds so
2: good when they get all thrown out. Arcs one of those skills for me. I love how it sounds. Absolutely love. what they did a good yeah. job with it. So. If you
1: were to, are there any ascendancies that you wish would get like a rework? I know they've done a lot of them recently, but are there any that would sort of fit into the builds that you play that you wish would get uh, a bit of an overhaul?
0: So I'm most, as my viewers often tell me, quite heatedly, I only play the same three builds over and over again. I play traps, I play chaos damage over time, I play ignite damage over time. And one thing which kind of sucks is that means that I just play a lot of shadow. Because most Mm. trap builds go saboteur, most dot builds you play trickster. And this is a very first off problem. But When you've been playing as long as I have, and you have as much MTX as I have, sometimes you want to put the MTX on a different class. And it's always the same thing, it's the same model, so I'm always using the same set. I'm like, I want to play a Marauder, I want to play a duelist, but like, I don't know. One thing which kind of worries me a little bit about Pee Wee 2 is we're getting 18 new ascendancies. And they're going to be like super niche, super specific. So whenever I think, I was talking about this on uh, stream earlier today, I'm like, how would I rework the current ascendancies? I'm like, if I'm GGG right now, and I'm trying to make 18 new ascendancies, I don't care about current ascendancies, because I'm like trying to plan all this other stuff. Sure. But yeah, I don't know. I think that there could definitely be a little bit more flavor added to Saboteur in particular. It's got some pretty like boring, you must pick these nodes. I think kind of the same with Trickster. one thing that I've been a big fan of recently is when they go through an Ascendancy and you, you, you really struggle between what do you want to pick? Like, do I go for this? Do I go for that? I think Trixer is actually yeah. quite a good example where there are so many good nodes. You don't know which one quite to go for. Um, Old Occultist used to be a lot like that. I actually really dislike occultists since they moved Wicked Ward onto the tree. I think putting mm-hmm. Wicked Ward on the tree was the right decision. But because they didn't replace that node with anything, yeah. it's kind of like you take the two curse points if you're a Chaos build, you take the Chaos points. If you're a Cold build, you take the Cold points. If you're an ES build, you take the one e- Like it, It's a bit too predefined. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I think, generally, most of the Ascendancies are in a good spot. Some are just a bit boring. So Inquiz is very powerful, but kind of boring. Raider is very powerful, but kind of boring.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Sab, very powerful, kind of boring. Yeah, I don't know. A bit of flavor, a bit of spice. Saying that, though, the Ascendancies we have seen in pee 2 had some crazy cool effects on them. Yep. So I think that's where a lot of the, the really flashy stuff will come from, and hopefully the older sentences don't get left behind in the dirt too much.
1: Any thoughts for three point ten? Got any ideas or hopes? Trap. I box. think I heard you talking about. trap go on. I think I heard you talking about Atlas changes.
0: Yeah. So I I think Conquerors is a great system. Um, it's definitely a first draft. I think as far as first drafts go, this has been their best first draft. I've always had issues with the Atlas as a whole. There's always been something kind of like broken about it or something which is like just defining this is the best strategy kind of thing. But yeah, I do think that the RNG on Conquerors is a bit off because we had at the very start of the league, they had it was like every third map, you got like guaranteed Conquerors for a couple of days. That felt so good. It was too good, but it felt great. Like you had ten minutes to play, but you'll instantly start cycling, then you end up playing for two hours. You know, and I I hate it when you have a system where you can't track your progress easily. And let's say that like you play a lot on the Friday, and then you're busy for the weekend. You don't get to play again till next Friday. You're like okay, so which conqueror had I last killed? How Agreed. many maps had I run? What region was I in? Yep. So having a more deterministic, like every tenth map, you will get a thing. You know, sure it can kind of suck. Like, they experimented with that a lot with stuff like um, Temple, with Incursion, and you can be like, oh, you're you feel like you're being dragged away from the mapping, but I feel like because the way that Conquerors work is you, you just do another map, but with a different boss at the end, I feel like that doesn't break up the flow too much. And you can mm-hmm. store up multiple in the Atlas, because you can save all four up at once. So you could, like, run 50 maps and blast them all. I don't know. I do wish they would change that. Otherwise, I'm pretty happy with the new system.
1: For the conquerors, do you want? Would you rather see them completely remove the RNG side of it and have a static number, or just saying that this is the maximum number that it could be?
0: I wouldn't. I think having a completely static number would be kind of boring. I think having bad luck protection would be good. I've mentioned bad luck protection before to GGG, and they've looked at me like I'm an idiot. Like they just don't like it. They don't like it as a mm. concept. Granted, they might have changed their minds as I last spoke to them about it years ago. Um, but I feel like they're very much a, a all or nothing kind of thing when it comes to RNG. It's like, it's set in stone or full RNG. I'm,
1: I'm a little curious if, if, uh, cause obviously they pay attention to the community more than probably any developer does. But if you watch streams, if you watch YouTube videos of people that are finding ways to push through the conquerors, they're doing it in a way that to me is not fun.
0: Wait, spamming white maps or like, right. isn't
1: fun. They just kill like the first Two four packs, packs of mobs. Yeah. They leave, load another one. And because maps are like
0: candy this league, yeah,
1: yeah, you just have so many of them. That to me can't be what they meant to have Conquerors be like in in Endgame. And
0: this is why it would be a deterministic system would be good. Because even if it was guaranteed 10, sure, some people might only clear half of those 10 maps to them as quickly as possible. But let's say they added like RNG protections. And what I mean by that is guaranteed that. Anything past like 20 maps without your luck gets luckier and luckier. People would still just spam white maps or yep. they would still spam red maps if they meant you had to do red maps. So they would still only kill like half the red map. They don't do the bad like layouts they didn't like. So if it's like, hey, every 10 maps, you definitely get a boss or every 15 or whatever. And most people just be like, you know, what? I'll just do 10 maps then and I'll just run 10 maps fully. You know, sure, mm-hmm. there'll be someone who will cheese it um, because they just care about getting as many per hour as possible. But that number would shrink a lot,
2: right? Hmm. Cool. So, how do you go about playing League? Do you feel pressured with progress with you know your broadcasts and stuff like that? Do you feel pressured to get to you know end game as fast as you can, or do you like to play at your own pace and play whatever you like? You mentioned your you know your viewers say that you only play three builds over and over with a variety or a varied state, but do you like to play at your own pace, or do you feel the pressure? It's a bit of both.
0: I, I do mostly just play at my own pace, but I do feel pressured a little bit. Like, I'll end a stream, I'll get in bed. I'm like, oh, I'd kind of i like to be a bit further. And I'm like, maybe I'll just play a bit more. Um, mm. So one thing that I've been doing, Private Leagues came out uh, halfway through Dell. Since the introduction of Private Leagues, I've only played Private Leagues. Um, I briefly league started in SSF last league, because before that I used to play a lot of SSF. But yeah. having my own, like, cordoned off economy diminishes so much of that, so much. Like, I've got some mm. really talented viewers, because it's mostly... I get people who who play in my leagues but don't watch my stream, but it's mostly just people who, like, watch my stream. We've got some, like, really good racers. And when a new private league goes up, they're, like, always the same names, like, always the head of the pack kind of thing. So they kind of, like, set the pace of the market. So on a much smaller scale as trade leagues. And trade league, like, hey, they're the guys who will control the market. So because it's much smaller, you have less of that pressure, which is like, I really enjoy it. It's much more community driven. So it's also one of those great things where you know most of the build people are playing. So if you're playing in like a really good, I don't know, a really good cold damage wand drops, you're like, hey, I know Tags is playing this build. I'll save that for him. So you can log on the next day. And so I was like, hey, Taki, I got these three jewels that are really good for you. Like, oh, I actually got this really good shield for your build. Mm. and that aspect of it makes it so much more enjoyable that's really cool i i really love it private leagues are definitely the future it kind of sucks in a way that um private leagues are getting more popular now like this league Mm. especially it's like every other week some new dudes got a private league hey guys i'm just on reddit uh My name's uh, Smelly Cabbage, and it's the Smelly Cabbage League, and not to be confused with Rodden Tomato League. Uh, (laughs) Like, everyone's got a private league now. And uh, I swear, every day I stream, it's like, hey, Taki, are you joining X person's new private league? And I'm like, no, I'm
1: doing Mm -hmm. my own
0: thing. Thank you very much. Go away. (laughs)
1: Um, What's the cap on private leagues? Like, what's the number? uh,
0: The maximum is 2,000
1: people. 2,000 people. So the
0: private leagues, I'm currently doing a hardcore private league. Usually, what I do is, so, they can only last for two months, which is a bit annoying. So, I'll, I'll league start private and then I'll do like another one like halfway through. So, for this mm. league, we did a softcore to start for like the first month, month and a half. And now we've been doing hardcore for the last couple of weeks. And this will run to the end of the league. Uh, my hardcore has 800 and something people in it currently. Wow. Um, on average, Good my team. leagues have like 600 ish. And out of that, like it's not always 600 regulars, you know? Sure. It'll be like 100, 200 people who are super committed at the start. Then it kind of trickles down to like a core, like 100 or so. The softcore private league is still running. I at least started this one. And there's still like a dedicated 20 people who are just still in that one, even though most of us moved over to hardcore now. Um, and I'll get whispers like, hey, you still have this item in the softcore. Do you mind? I'm like, yeah, dude, you can
2: have it. No worries. Do you um, have. Like You you mentioned that you normally do your private leagues for two months and that's the maximum. They don't let you do the two and a half or three months to get close to the next league. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Do you ever have any shorter?
0: I think a month is like the shortest. Sometimes, I think at one point we did like a two week one and that was just a case of it was towards the end of a league and people like, hey, do you mind just doing like a quick reset? I'm like, yeah, sure, we'll do a quick reset. Hmm. Um, But it's one of those things where... You need to crowdfund them, it's awkward organizing, I like to also advertise, Like I like to give people notice, so I'll be like, hey, next Friday, I like to make sure there's at least a week so people know that this is when it's going to start and this time. So just kind of on a whim, like, oh, we're going to do one for three days, it's like, well, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, you know?
1: yeah. Do you guys do crazy settings? Is there anything weird to them?
0: We The first one I ever did was white items only. And that's where, they, like, you can't drop blues, You have to craft your own gear. That was really fun. I really enjoyed that, actually. The problem with it was, is this was in Delve League, and that meant you couldn't get, like, Delve chests, like the Spectre plus one chest. Like, you miss, like, a lot of cool things. If they changed it so you could still get, like, the Incursion mods dropping and stuff like that, I would run that mod more often. Um, for all of my softcore leagues, I do 20% haste, because I feel like 20% haste makes the game more fun. So we had like 20% haste metamorph, which was a bit rippy. This one we're doing hardcore. This is just vanilla hardcore, no mods, just trade. Uh, A lot of the private league mods aren't fun. And a lot of the private league mods, Mm -hmm. people cheese. So like the no stash mod is the dumbest one, in my opinion. So one of the private league mods is no stash. And that's like, okay, so you keep everything in your inventory. No, what you do is you go to somewhere like Templar Courts, you drop all your stuff on the floor, and you just refresh the instance.
1: Oh god, don't forget to though. Yeah,
0: if you forget to, you lose all your stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and there's lots of people who do weird cheesy stuff like that, and it's kind of like, well at that point, what's the point? Because you're just cheating the system. So I, I, I'm i not a big fan of that. I do think there could be more stuff that they let people have fun with. So for example, like there's the Zero DPS League that a lot of people are playing currently, which is the melee, and they've banned a bunch of abilities having the options to actually ban abilities or classes would be a lot of fun.
1: Because you can't, right? It's just an honor system. Yeah, it's
0: just a complete honor system. Some people have made like bots that will like scour and be like, this person's a cheater. oh bad boy. But uh, yeah, generally, it's just a pure honor system.
2: Each league, since you're primarily private, do you have personal goals for yourself? Like, is it just your goal to clear the atlas and get all the objectives? Or do you have certain items in mind? What's your... How how do you feel like you've completely completed each league?
0: So what I tend to, and this is also a reason why I play a lot of the same builds over and over again, is my main goals league by league isn't really anything to do with anything to do with the league. Um, it's more so like, oh, what is the best Corsa carry build I could make this league? Um, so because I'm not in a trading environment, I can't go like super nin max with all the crazy items. Like, oh, having the perfect Delve crafted bow. What I can min-max is like, well, what's the best, like, interaction of certain uniques? What's the best defense? Like, what's the best tree? And I like doing, like, weird setups like that. So, for example, I'm on my fourth trapper. I died, I've died twice in this hardcore league, but I've made four different trap builds with, like, different trees. So I did, the first one was, like, Might of Mad Acrobatics. Then I did one which was, like, Crazy Life, Life Regen stacking. And now currently I'm doing, like, a hybrid one. And that's the main thing that I find fun is being like, what is the most uh, budget-friendly, tankiest version of a build I can make, which can still actually clear the content? And when I've tried like three or four different things, I'm like, okay, this is how I would recommend this to people. That's when I'm like, I'm done. So then I'll like be like, I- I've completed traps for like a league or two. And then I'll just yeah. play like chaos builds. I play a lot of like essence ring contagion or carry. And then I'll just do that, and I'll try all different ways I can play that, and I'm like, okay, I'm done, I'll go play Ignite, and then I kind of like cycle through. Every now and again, a cool new ability comes out, and I'm like, oh, I want to try and mess around with Brands when Brands came out, or whatever. But that's kind of why I tend to stick in certain like lanes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you have a preference, Hardcore versus Softcore?
0: So, I only played Hardcore from Beta until Bash. Was
1: that because of Crip?
0: Uh, it wasn't so much because of Crip. Like, Every, there was like a everyone big back then only yeah. played hardcore, like everyone only played hardcore, and it's like playing softcore, like noob, why would you play softcore? Um, now it's the other way around. Now if you play hardcore, people are like, why would you play hardcore? It's such a waste of time, like you're elitist, blah sure. blah blah. Anyway, um, I only played hardcore until, I want to say, I think it was Bestry, which is when SSF first came out, then I moved to softcore SSF. I played softcore SSF until private leagues, and then with private leagues, I just did softcore private leagues. The main thing I liked about hardcore wasn't so much the losing of your characters. I really liked the hardcore economy. I liked the fact that your items really have weight. And um, sure. that's the same thing that I liked about going to SSF, same thing that I liked going to private league. Because you've got limited access to items. When something drops, you're like, yes, this thing dropped. And I'm mostly interested in the making builds. I don't really care. Like, mapping is okay. Like, if you've got a really fun build, mapping's fun. But I'm more interested in, like, the, making the cool builds. So if you're mm-hmm. in something like SSF, and it's, like, this unique you would never normally build around, be like, well, I got this unique, I guess I'll make a build with it. That's what I find really fun about it. So this Hardcore Private League is the first time I've played Hardcore in, like, two years, and I'm really liking it. Like, I'm really loving it, and I'm thinking that I might go back to just Hardcore for a while. As a result, though, my, like, progress in this Private League has been kind of scuffed. Like we're two weeks in now, I think, and I'm like barely in red maps. I, mean, I think I'm only up to like tier 13s or something. Um, and I'm only on like 12 watchstones or something trash, because like my first character got to like 90, then it died, and I'm like, "Oh, go again. <laughs> and then the next character died at like 90 again, and then uh, I like played really slowly getting into like maps again, and I'm like, oh, I want to try a different setup, and you know, when you're playing in hardcore, you have to do everything so much more carefully and so much slower. When I'm playing in my softcore private leagues, I'm like 50 rips while leveling. Because you're just like, who cares? Just run, Who doesn't matter about resist, this, that, and the other. Um, whereas now, it's like, I've got to actually play the game. And I, it's quite fun actually having to play the game again. You know, I really enjoy it.
2: Do you like leveling?
0: Um, I do like leveling, but, and there's a big but, I'm one of those people who likes to level as the build. And that means that sometimes... I love you have.
2: a friend!
0: Yeah, but sometimes you have a really bad time, like sometimes you have a really, and you're like, why am I doing this? Those ones, I don't enjoy leveling. Those (laughs) ones, I'm like, dude, I just want to, you know, like at Act 8 this will work, I hope this works, and sometimes you just ditch it like halfway through.
1: That's so much harder if you're doing it hardcore as well.
0: Uh, Yeah, Yeah. but like the sense of satisfaction when it works, like the moment when it clicks you're like, yes!
2: That second that all those gems power, yeah, you know, it just, yeah, yeah. yeah, I hear you. Yeah. At like 66.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shut it. When you buy all your stuff. No, and you're some set. of the most painful
2: <laughs>
0: rips I've had, like when I used to only play hardcore back in the day, is like when you spent ages struggling for a build. And then, like, just as you equip your final bit of gear and just as it's, oh, I died. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Were your two deaths in this current league uh, to dumb stuff or were they legit?
0: The first one was dumb. Uh, I I kind of have a rule that if you're playing hardcore, you shouldn't be playing it like two, three in the morning because you're tired and you do <laughs> dumb things. Smart. Mm. So I I was playing a uh, lightning. I was using lightning coil, mind over matter, acro phase, acro trapper. It was actually like really beefy. It had crazy regen. So like nine k EHP. Had like loads of mitigation, and uh, it was going through everything. I was breezing through the content. I was like it was in the top uh twenty or something. I was I was like top I think I was like fourteenth out of my my league. And I'm like, oh I'm cutting edge. I'm right at the front. And I uh, just finished streaming. I'm like, hmm. You know that video I recorded earlier on stream. I think I could re- I think I could record a better build guide. Because I like to do little build updates on my characters. And uh I'm like, well, before I record it, let's just like mess around and see if I can like, you know, get any upgrades. So at least I can progress it that way. And uh Someone had gotten a new lightning call drop, and I'm like, oh, I'll buy that, I'll throw my fuse into it, and maybe I'll get a six link. So I bought it, and I threw my fuse, and I got a six link, like, oh dude, I got a six link, I equipped a six link, recolor all my gear, I'm like, this video is going to be so good, I've just got a six link, my character is amazing. So I'm running this stuff. I'm like, dude, my build is so tanky, it does so much damage, my screen clear is amazing. I had a Conqueror, I'm like, this would be great, I can do the Conqueror, I can show how good my single target is. The last conquer I did on stream, I like instantly global those drops. I preloaded my traps, it just died. Like It didn't even move, it was just dead. I'm like, my build is so much damage, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good, it's so much damage. You can tell, this is this going to be a really good video. And um, I got the cold lady, the bird lady with the, the ice, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my build is so much damage, guys, I got the thing, and because I was recording, because it was like two in the morning, I messed up my opener, so I was meant to throw out like 20 lightning traps, then throw all my flamethrower traps, all my lightning spar traps, and then a bear trap. I wasn't paying attention. I threw all my lightning spar traps, and then I just kept throwing bear traps. <laughs> bear traps don't do any damage, they just debuff their target. So my opener, instead of being like mass super burst cooldowns, was like 5 lightning traps, 15 bear traps, something stupid. And then I was, like, dodging. And I, I had my freeze from all flask on an enduring mana flask. So I'm dodging, I'm dodging, I'm spamming my mana flask. I'm throwing traps. My mana flask finishes. She does her aerial volley. I got crit froze on the first volley. Ugh. I press my logout macro. My logout macro doesn't log out, and my character just dies. And then I log oh, out. No. And I'm just like... What made it even better, because I was recording Ugh. this off stream, and because I was in the top, my death got announced in global (laughs) and they're like talky what did you do and then i had to go live and like show them the the failed video and the video i'm like my build is so good and they're all laughing my head's (laughs) off and octavian like hosted me halfway through this and i was like oh Oh, your build's going great i'm like they don't know that i'm playing a vod back and it was yeah oh man that's
1: all. did you know as soon as you as soon as that opener
0: as soon as I got frozen and I pressed the log and it didn't log out, I'm like, I've I've died. I, I knew oh, I was like, there's right. no way. Because like this people say, like, oh, log macro is so cheap, why'd you ever use it? The log macro doesn't always work. Sometimes there's like a couple of seconds hang, and it just so happened that I had a couple of seconds hang while I was getting chain frozen by her like shotgunning. Um so that was my first rip. And then my second rip, I can't even remember. It was kind of anticlimactic. Um, uh, I think I just got punched. I'm pretty sure I just got. I, I'm pretty sure I just got like punted in the face really hard by like a metamorph or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, well that's that, that's that one done. Guess I'll go again. Do
1: you pay attention to the metamorph? You must uh, it, playing hardcore then. Yeah, pay no, I, I, I pay a lot of
0: attention to like what I put in. Um, but sometimes, you know, you get like a little bit comfortable with where your builds are, and then you just kind of get slapped. I had in, I had one really close call on the second trapper that died. So, for that one, I just went like full tank, like just full beef mode. I had 15% life regen, like 7k life or something crazy. And that was like 7k life with not good gear. With good gear, it would have been like super high investment. I had loads of damage mitigation. And um, I had a Dewedri, map boss from like Phantasmagoria. And you know, when she shoots the three red balls out at you, Mm. all three of those hit my character and went down to 100 health. And ever since that, I'm like, Dewedry don't play. I try to avoid that one now. everyone had that thing where it's like one thing hit them and they're like yo you got to watch up that one thing but that's what i do love about metamorph because you know it's your fault when you die to it cuz he's like yeah, i yep. put that in there i shouldn't have put that in there that was bad
1: yeah we were just chatting about that in the last episode that that's one of my favorite parts
2: about metamorph is if i die it's on you i got nobody else to blame yeah yeah it's such yeah. a good part about the game like just your fear of maps like one one thing that i think a lot of people forget about When they play Poe, especially kind of new people, when they see a lot of you know epic streamers doing something epic, they forget that there's pros and cons to build. Like you can't, like you just mentioned, pretend that you can tank every single aspect of the game, right? So it's it's nice to hear you say that.
0: And the guys who do tank every single aspect do zero damage, and then they die to a degen. Like so many builds, like oh, I've got so much life, I've got so much physical damage mitigation. Like yeah, but like what about degens? Oh, I instantly die to (laughs) degens.
2: That's right. That's right.
1: So, PoE2, Mm -hmm. we know that it's coming. Eventually. uh, Three or four league, roughly, distance from us now. Do you have any sort of big thing about PoE? I mean, I know you got to play it eventually. No, you played it at Chris's place. I think you told me you didn't get to play it at XLCon, but you did play it at his place.
0: Yeah. So, um, because I had like so many panels and stuff that I was doing, I didn't get any chance to play it out on the actual like demo floor, but I did get invited into the studio. Um, and I was playing on Chris's machine in his office in the studio, which was really surreal.
2: That's cool. Hmm.
0: I think Chris was quite happy about it because, like, the day or two after Exile Con, he was exhausted. And it's like it was me and Octave were in the studio because we were in his office. We were kind of like a "don't interrupt me" kind of like safety bubble. It's like, oh, we can't interrupt him. He's hanging out with streamers. <laughs> and after us, he, I, he like he had like Havoc in, and I think he was like, "Oh, this is great! I can just keep bringing streamers in." And then no one talks to me. Are. This is like the perfect body shield. So, um, but anyway, so yeah, I got to play it, and the thing which is really cool about it is because I was just playing on his machine, and we were in the office for like five hours or something crazy. There was uh-huh. no time on it, so I was like zooming in on every rock. I was listening to music. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of bosses that weren't in the demo version that I got to see, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It plays so good it's so amazing it's genuinely so so good
1: so is there anything about poe 2 whether it was from the announcements or the time that you played that you're most excited about is there anything that really i mean it's so big there's such a you know a huge amount of change and new things coming but is there anything that really steps out the
0: main thing for me that just kind of steps out is it feel path of Exile has always been one of the best games i've ever played gg's always been one of the best studios ever Agreed. And um, there's always been that thing where people have had the excuse of like, "Oh, but it doesn't look nice." And then the graphics got better like, "Oh, but it's too complicated or it's too this or it's too that. I think with PAE2, if anyone has an excuse not to play it, they're just a dick. because it's so amazing like the graphics are so smooth the combat is so responsive it's like when you're a witch and you shoot a fireball you like flick out of your wand it's like full-blown harry potter and it's not just the same animation like you she alternates wrist flicks and all this crazy stuff um based on your movement speed your character goes from through different running animations um Mm -hmm. everything just moves and sounds and it's kind of like It feels like we're not playing anymore. Like this is a real big deal, and you cannot ignore Path of Exile. Like it's too good now, Um, Mm. and that's the main thing I'm excited for. Just like the waves it's going to make in the scene.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: but otherwise, I guess it'd be the case of it's a really good opportunity for them to go back and undo a lot of the mistakes they made that they aren't too much of a fan of. So I was speaking to Story Nick quite a lot, and I was kind of like do you really like the whole story from like Act 5 to Act 10? Like we went from like, we're just dudes. Now we're killing gods. Like, isn't that a bit like jumping the shark? And he's like, yeah, Mm. in retrospect, maybe, maybe we wouldn't have gone like full anime on that one. And Pee-Wee 2 is really going back to its roots. It's much more grounded. It feels much more like early Diablo 2 kind of, you're just a dude. I'm like Diablo mm-hmm. 3 did the same thing. It was like, you're just a oh, you're just a dude? No, you are now the the ultimate paragon of I can't even remember what we were called, the Nephilim. Oh god, I hate yeah, yeah. I hate the whole chosen one rubbish. As soon yep. as the game's like, You are the greatest warrior, he's like, No, go away. Um so I like that, like just back to the roots of we're just, we're just people and I like that.
2: I heard... Um, I didn't get to go, of course. I was just able to watch all the interviews and, and showcases. Uh, I heard that the pace is intended to be a lot slower. Mm. Did you find that? And yeah. if it was, did you like it a lot compared to what you're used to playing?
0: I, I liked it a lot. I've wanted Pee to slow down for a really long time. Um, to give you an example, um, one of the bosses...
2: Oh, God. So,
0: like, you're going against these bosses and they're destroying you. And you're like, I'm level three. Like, there's that moment when you realize, like, I'm on the coast. (laughs) Like, why am I getting beaten up? So one of the guys, he has this uh, attack where he slams the floor and he shoots out these uh, volley of spikes. If you get hit, you get a massive bleed. and You're, like, level six. You don't have a bleeding removal flask. So you're like, okay, so I move and it, it bleeds you hard. Like, you just die. And you're like, okay, so I don't move. And then he just smacks (laughs) you in the face. You're like, wait, but I die. And you're like, oh, I just need to make sure I don't get hit by the spikes. One of the bosses I got to saw that I'm pretty sure wasn't in the demo, it had reactive animations. And I thought the game was broken. And Octavian thought the game was broken. And Chris has sat there smug. So basically to explain it, I go into this room and there's this big dude with this big, it was an axe or a hammer, big two-handed thing. Call it a battle axe. And uh, he swings, so he draws the axe back over his shoulder. I'm like, I just I just stand behind him. I've played this game before. I just walk <laughs> out of the thing. And then he just like smacks backwards with his hammer. And I'm like, wait, I dodged that. That's really weird desync. <laughs> and he he didn't kill me, but he hit me pretty hard. Like maybe like 60% of my life. I'm like, oh, that was weird. So I'm fighting him fighting me. He does the pullback. I'm like, this time I'm definitely going to dodge. So I stop attacking... He pulls back, I step to the side, and he just backhands me again. And I'm like, no, this is really weird. (laughs) And Chris, he was like kind of back, he starts leaning forward on his chair a bit. (laughs) And Octavian's kind of like, did you get hit? I'm like, yeah, I got hit. It's like, that's really weird. And then I'm like, okay, this. I'm definitely going to dodge this next one. He pulls back. I'm like, I am so far behind this dude. There's no way I'm in front of him. If this hits me, the game's broken. He just like turns around, and just smashes me on the face. I'm like, no, this is. And then I realize that they've added multiple retargeting points into the swing. So if you dodge too early, he just retargets you. So you've got to wait mm. till, like the very last moment to then dodge, and then he misses. And it's such like a basic mechanic, but you really don't expect it at like level eight or something. And it makes the mm-hmm. game feel like, oh, we're not playing anymore. Like when you've played Azaro, when you've done the lab, it's like Azaro's so easy to dodge. Like he doesn't hit you. Mm-hmm. Now imagine that halfway through his wind slash, Azaro's like, nope, just turns around and just finishes the cast. Yeah, of you. Yeah. It's like that. It's so good. So so good.
2: It's total, it's total Dark Souls idea. It's, yeah, it and, really is. You know, it's great. It's awesome. Imagine like how intense those first act situations you came across were, and you think about the new bosses they just finished designing to kind of give you a taste. Yeah of what it might be like combining those two just seems too intense. I can't, uh, I can't wait now. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie cable guy, but it's a, a horrible, horrible Jim Carrey movie where uh, he's just like a stalker or something. Okay, <laughs> Yeah. I think yeah, I've yeah. seen it. I and think then I've he's seen like, it. he's kind of lonely for friends. And then at the end, uh, there's somebody who's helping him out and he's like, don't worry, buddy, or don't worry, friend we will help you out. And he just looks up like friend. well, I got super excited when you said that you level with the gear or the, the skills that you're going to use endgame. To me, I was like, oh, that was amazing. So you apparently you've already said that you play PS4. I'm I, I prefer console. I play on the Xbox. Yep. What do you think of the PS4 version? I remember um, it, like the releases were different, right? I it came out originally on Xbox. So you had some prep time. And then, of course, the release was a little bit more polite on PS4. What do you think of the PS4 version?
0: Um, So I've only played it on PSO, I haven't played it on Xbox. I was really... I found the flask binding on the controller really awkward. But other than the flask controls being rough, I was really impressed until I got to Act 4 in the comb zone, and then the the, the graphics started to lug a bit, the dynamic resolution started kicking. I'm like, ooh, this doesn't look too pretty. But I played it all the way through maps, I did a couple of tiers of maps on it. It's it's okay. It's like baby steps first, uh, PlayStation, Um, so my ex, she had a PlayStation and she'd watched me play Pee Wee for ages. And I'm like, Hey, maybe you could try it out. And she got pretty far into it. And I think for that kind of thing, it's pretty good. And quite a lot of my viewers actually play console, but it's one of those things where it's a lot better now that you can make your own filters. I'll give it that. Like when I was saying I couldn't do my own filters, that was very frustrating. I think that is, you can have fun with it if you treat it like SSF. If you're like, I don't have a PC, I'm just going to treat it as SSF. I think it's perfectly fine, but it's clearly not the way it's meant to be played. I would love for it to feel better. And this isn't any like uh, PC elite stuff. I've played Diablo on console. Diablo on console is infinitely better than it is on PC. I actually much prefer the Diablo console version. Um, but the console version of P.U.E., nah. That's actually where I... That, I think that's really the only place I see Diablo 4 having in the market. Because I think Diablo 4 looks awful. Uh, it had a nice trailer, but I think the game actually looks trash. But if they're like you know not, we're just gonna focus on the party experience, because the party experience isn't good in POE. It's really not. And we just focus on really getting our console port right, I think it will have a very big market. I hmm. think the PUE thing maybe will get better with POE too, but I'm not feeling it.
2: So is it more the trade? The trade
0: I the trade I don't mind. Like the trade I really don't mind because I pay a lot of SSF. A lot of people that they do care about that, but it's the fact that, like, the dynamic resolution kicks in hard. It chugs yeah. when you start doing, like, the crazy Beyond stuff. Like, if you're like, doing Beyond Blight maps on console, it's yeah. like, yeah, good luck. Like, it's just not going to run on it. Like, POE kills people's
2: computers. <laughs> and yeah. people's
0: computers are a lot better than their, their consoles are. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's not there yet.
2: Do you um I, I remember reading something about diablo 3 they added dodge in diablo 3 yeah right? you can use that with your right analog stick you can flick it and dodging is not available on the pc version and that's something that a lot of console players really rely on for defense and it, it was a huge thing apparently when i was reading these interviews about diablo 3 it was a huge argument like it split apart no. the diablo community within blizzard because it was just it was such a big deal to add a, a mechanic that wasn't there Apparently, I remember one of your Bay class, I forget which co-creator it was, um, but they mentioned that trade on PC isn't the way that they wished it was. It was implemented, um, but they kind of wish maybe in a more specific manner, but that it was like that trade on PC was like it is in the China realm and which is also the same way that it is on console. Do you see not from anything that you've heard, but do you see any kind of opportunity with poe 2 coming out to kind of manipulate how trade works and kind of make them more similar
0: they have the opportunity to but they won't so Path of xl2 is walking this very fine line there's lots of hard choices and decisions they wish they made um hmm. so one of the things that they said on one of the panels at Excon because i didn't actually get to watch a the panels live because i was busy preparing for my own ones so i've been re-watching the vaults one of the latest ones they were talking about how one of the things they wish they had was that when you went back to town, you had to talk to someone to refill your flasks. They didn't just refill instantly. Now, now they couldn't add that as a feature because people would be like, what do you mean? Oh, oh, that's cheap. So like, oh, I finished the map. Now I've got to go talk to Cassia. Like, that's so stupid. Why have you done that? You've done that just to screw me over. But that's a fundamental thing that most video games have. Like you go to the town guy, you go to that, you pay some gold or whatever and you fill up your stuff. There's also mm-hmm. very small minutiae that is just good game design, which has some kind of cost of quality of life, um, which prevents cheesing tactics. So, like, I'll just throw my, my face instantly at the boss, right? So, with the trade thing, it was one of those things where, as someone who played back in the beta, I remember the way trade used to work was we had um, third party software like procurement and acquisition. And we'd go on the, we'd search on the forums and somebody, hey, insane shield. And you would write a comment saying bid three chaos. And they would hold like bidding up for like 24 hours. And like three chaos, one GCP. Because GCP used to be a big deal back then. And yeah. um, at the end of 24 hours, they had the highest bid would win it. So when the whole Peewee trade thing came about, they were like, hey, GGG, we've got this software. We want to work for it could we have access to your API. It's going to make trade way better. And they're like, yeah, this seems good because we're not too happy with the forum thing. And then Pee Wee Trade turned into what Pee Wee Trade is now, which is basically this like weird third-party auction house. Chris doesn't want an auction house in his game. Eventually, they're going to have to make an in-browser Pee Wee Trade, and they've taken about how that's probably the next step, is they'll go for an in-browser Pee Wee Trade. But it's not his original vision. And there's a few things like that which they would like to change, but for them, it's like, is my vision worth potentially alienating such a massive portion of the community? And yeah. that's one of those things where it's not worth dying on that hill because it could kill their game. And to say like, oh, but would it really kill that game? The whole like Marvel Heroes thing, um, so that was another ARPG. It had too much uh, AOE screen clear. Everything was too fast. So the devs are like, you are not. we're going to get rid of like, we're going to trash the movement abilities. We're going to bring down the AOE. We're going to sew the game way the hell down. It killed the game. And Chris regularly mentions that. He even brought it up in his interview with Quinn where he was talking about that very thing. I was just talking about with the flash. He's like, we're not going to do a Marvel Heroes. Like, they're very afraid. They've been successfully slowing the game down ever since Incursion, bit by bit by bit. We keep power creeping, we still have Headhunter, we still have all these things which make us go super fast, like, we're keeping all these and new items. But, like, Metamorph proves, like, the bosses are tankier. Everything takes a bit longer to kill. It takes, a, you need to invest a bit more into your build to get it to that next step. And that's what they're going to try and do with Pv2, like, every single league up to just make it a little bit harder, a little bit harder, a little bit harder. So then when Pv2 makes it so much harder and so much slower, it's not like instant, oh, our characters are crippled. Like We've kind of gotten used to it and adjusted to it. Um, but yeah, trade isn't going to change.
2: Hmm. I see. Do you have, what filter options do you have on PS4? Do you have NeverSync options or is it just default and create your own?
0: I haven't played on PS4 since it first came out, but y- oh, they, okay. pre- they made some um, NeverSync, like he made some NeverSync filters specifically for it. And yep. now it's like, you know how they have this new system where you can like save the filters to your profile? so yep. now that's how you like get custom filters on yep. playstation through the whole profile thing Oh uh, yeah
1: cool sweet well i think we're just about close to wrapping up i do have a question for mm-hmm. you we thought it would be fun to ask just because both of us couldn't come up with an answer for it yet but if you ever were to get i don't know if you have tattoos or whatever but if you ever got a path of exile tattoo what would it be
0: uh, to give you another rambly answer, to keep like on theme with my rambly answers, yeah, I'm know. really Do into it. tattoos. Uh, I don't have any currently because I'm on immunosuppressants because of the Crohn's disease okay. thing, and like having massive like wounds basically on your arms that don't heal and no immune system is not the best mix. Not a good. Yeah, idea. not the best. So I, I've planned out a bunch of things I would like to. Get. I eventually I want to get both of my elbows, and I want to get from my knee to my ankle on both legs. So like. Mm-hmm. Not much in the grand scheme of things, but like I'm really into symmetry, I'm really into placing. But anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I've had this, I actually had this conversation with Chris in the office. Uh, I, I can't remember how it even came up, but he was like, Oh, like, I don't know why he asked. I think he <laughs> asked, like, oh, do you have any tattoos? And I said what I just said then. He's like, Oh, would you ever get a P.O.E. tattoo? And I'm like, to be honest, I'm not a big fan. This is just me personally. I don't people can do what they want. I'm not a big fan of being like, oh, I play Zelda, so I have the Triforce. You know, I'm not, I don't like super like video game tattoos. So I said that if I ever got something which was Piri related, I wouldn't get a pee tattoo. I would get like a Polynesian or like a Maori tattoo. And I'd go down that route. And I was saying to him like, that's what I do. I would feel kind of weird as a white guy with like a Polynesian tattoo. And he's like, oh no, I think that's fine. So if I ever eventually do get it and I'm in a situation where I have to explain, i am like, no, Chris gave me the pass. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I would go down that route personally.
2: Cool. That's awesome. That's a better answer than ours. Mm-hmm. We're, we still don't know. We're taking the answer too seriously. Thanks so much
1: for making some time and hanging out with us today. That was uh, it was really cool chatting with no, you. Uh,
0: thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it.
1: So again, I am Tags, a.k.a. Justin. This is Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast.
2: I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. or Wrecker of Years, I should say. Or WAD. And our guest today?
0: Uh, I'm Tarky, Tarky Cat. Follow me on Twitter.
2: Yeah, we'll link all of your stuff uh,
1: down below um, in the show notes as well. So Twitter... Twitch.
0: Oh, only Twitter. The reason why I say that is um, when I talk to normal people, like, oh, are you like really famous? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, how many follows do you have? And I've, I haven't got enough on Twitter. So <laughs> If you follow me on Twitter, I look more important to people who don't know what video games are. So yeah, follow me on Twitter.
1: All right, so follow my on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Link down below. Thanks, guys. Thanks.
0: Bye.